Welcome back to the Tangent Talk. I am so excited to be back in the studio with you all. And you know what? We are on episode two of season 11. That's right, you all. Episode two of season 11. I just I have to take a moment and breathe sometimes. I cannot believe we are on season 11. And as many of you all know, this season's theme is These are my confessions. Yes, honey, we are inspired by the one, the only, the Mr. I'll Take Your Woman right at my own show. That's right, y'all, Usher. We love you, Usher, Atlanta's own. You have inspired (laughs) this season's theme with, of course, your hit song, Confessions. And so my last confession episode was about setting boundaries. I hope you all enjoyed and had an opportunity to listen. Today, I am recording my confessions around female intuition and female jealousy. And I think you guys are going to enjoy this because I'm going to share a little bit about my own experience with both, but I'm also going to do a dive into the hit Netflix show, Love is Blind. So spoiler alert, if you are not up on season five of Love is Blind, episode seven, then you'll want to pause this podcast and come back when you've completed that because I don't want to be the person to ruin it for you all. You know those people. You say, hey, don't tell me anything about the show. I want to watch it. And they go, I won't. But girl, at the end, it's like, really? Really? But y'all, let me just tell you what is happening in my virtual studio right now. I have a little bit of ice cream with me. (laughs) I say a little bit, but it's actually... It's a good size. It's a good size. I'm not even going to lie to you. And I'm loving it because I just wanted to be comfy and I just wanted to have a treat, something I would enjoy nibbling on while I deliver this episode. I want to shout out to my amazing cast, Tioff, Helbra, Darkwan. I love you all. Couldn't do this without you all. And though I'm actually doing this episode without you all, you know what I mean. We couldn't get to season 11 without the great content and contributions from the cast. So I just wanted to big them up one time. One time. You know, I don't know about you all, but love is in the air. They say that the month of February is the month of love, but I'm here to declare love is in the air right now. It is October 11th, and here in Georgia, it's getting a little cooler, and it's just like snuggle season, and you're just really in the mood for the holidays, and I just feel like love is in the air, and you know what? Shout out to my sweetheart. You know who you are. I just want to thank you for being an amazing addition to my life. Things are so much more exciting for me because I'm experiencing it with you. So shout out. Now, normally y'all know I am not one to spill the tea on my personal life, especially personal romantic life. But I will say that since this is the second confessions episode, I'm being super vulnerable, okay? (laughs) So shout out to my sweetheart. Let's get into it. So you say, well, Lunima, you're talking about female intuition and female jealousy. What does that have to do with love? Aren't I glad you asked? Well, again, we are discussing Netflix 
Love is Blind. Phenomenal show. I'm enjoying every bit of it. I have not missed a season yet. So let's talk about it. What is the concept of Love is Blind? Well, the show Love is Blind refers to a unique dating experience where individuals look for love without ever seeing the physical appearance of their potential partners. That's just something to really be with for a moment, ever seeing the physical appearance of their potential partners. If you think about it, it's kind of like going on a blind date, right? Except the show features a group of men and women who are isolated from each other in separate living spaces. They're only allowed to communicate with each other through individual pods where they can talk to one another, but they cannot see each other. So, you know, when you're going on a blind date, at least you get to see the person, right? But love is blind. They do not see each other, the couples who are dating, until one person, usually the man, I haven't seen yet where the woman proposes, and that is when they get to see each other. Really cool, right? The central idea of the show is that the participants will form a deep emotional connection and potentially fall in love with someone based solely on their conversations and personalities without being influenced by physical attractiveness. After they establish these connections, they can choose to propose to one another without ever having met face to face. It's a risk, right? I don't know about you all. How many of you fall in love with people's voices? You don't have to see what they look like. It could be someone that you hear on the phone for a company that you've contacted and you're just like, wow, that's a nice voice. And is it just me or do you immediately assume that with that nice voice, it's a nice looking face? Yes. So in some ways, though these contestants on the show Love is Blind are only hearing voices I would assert they can make an assumption about physical appearance because I'm telling you, every person that I've ever met who has a beautiful voice is a beautiful looking person. Now, it may be an unfair statement for me to make because I typically meet people in person or when I was dating online, you see a picture, but I'm telling you, a nice voice usually equates to an attractive person. Every now and then I get thrown off, like, wait, that your, your voice doesn't match your face. But for me, I typically find that if someone has an attractive voice, they themselves are attractive. Let's forget about the love is blind science experiment. Let's talk about what the concept of love is blind is in and of itself. Well, it suggests that when people are deeply in love, they often overlook or minimize the flaws, imperfections, or negative qualities of the person they love. In other words, they may not see these flaws or may choose to ignore them because their feelings of love and affection are oh so strong. Mm. Just want you all to be with that for a minute. Overlooking or minimizing flaws, imperfections, or negative qualities because you're in love, right? They don't see these flaws, okay? Because they have these strong feelings of love and affection. Have you all ever done that? Is love blind in your opinion based on that definition? Hmm, I'm reflecting in my own life. 
<laughs> well, I do think it's something to be said when we learn not to be so judgmental, right? When we really learn to love people for who they are at the core. And so I am really a fan of Love is Blind. And if you are a fan, I am glad that you are here with me today so we can unpack it. But again, I got to talk about my confessions around female intuition and female jealousy. So as many of you all know, we are fans of good music here at the Tangent Talk, okay? And you know, as I was thinking about Love is in the Air, what are your favorite love songs? I'm going to tell you what does it for me <laughs> is a song that just has like sensuality. So shout out to Floetry. All you got to do is say yes. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Love that song. And what about Jill Scott's He Loves Me? Mm. I mean, these are love songs that just make you feel grown and sexy. And I've got some songs that I'm going to highlight as we discuss and unpack female intuition and female jealousy as it relates to me, yours truly, Luna Ma, and Love is Blind. So we'll start with the contestants or participants or couples, however you want to describe them, <laughs> of Love is Blind. So two couples I'm going to address today from the Netflix show Love is Blind. Taylor and JP, that's one couple. And the other couple is Aaliyah and Uche. Okay. Now these are couples that hit it off in the pods, paired up. And in the case of Taylor and JP, JP proposed to Taylor. And in the case of Uche and Aaliyah, Uche did not get to propose to Aaliyah. And we'll get to that. But I want to talk to you all about these couples. So I mentioned a song for both couples. The song for Taylor and JP that I'm going to definitely assign them is The X Factor by Lauren Hill. Yes, sir. In the song, Lauren Hill sings, it could all be so simple. And I always add baby. I don't know if that's in the lyrics. But you'd rather make it hard. Loving you is like a battle. And we both end up with scars. Tell me who I have to be to get some reciprocity. No one loves you more than me and no one ever will. Lauren Hill, stand up. Stand up. Those lyrics, okay? They're everything. That is... The X Factor, those are lyrics from The X Factor by Lauren Hill. And the reason why I assigned that song to Taylor and JP is because it really could be simple for the pair. At least we thought. They seem to really hit it off in the pods. Taylor, beautiful 26-year-old teacher. And JP, handsome 32-year-old firefighter. And I thought for sure these two were a match made in heaven. However. As we later find out, when the couple come out of the pods and move into the romantic getaways, we find that, mm, wah, 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 things aren't so great. And I want to talk to you all today about female intuition as it relates to how Taylor really discussed her feelings with JP. And we as audience members were like, you know, 
she's going off of a hunch. Something is telling her to stop, drop and roll. <laughs> roll up out of that situation because JP, we don't know, brother. We don't know what you're featuring and what you're dealing with. But this is not healthy for our dear Taylor. And so one of the things that Taylor says is that in the physical world, and of course they're in the physical world when they're in the pods, but it does seem a little bit like fantasy because they can't see each other. They're in these pods. But when they're in the physical world, Taylor says, something definitely changed for her. So her quote is, the physical world definitely changed things for us. That's a direct quote from Taylor. She goes on to say, when we touched and hugged and kissed, it was like there was nothing there. Mm, 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 mm. I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm romantically involved with someone and he touches me or hugs me or kisses me and I don't feel my body's on fire, <laughs> something is wrong. Something is wrong. No bueno. It is something so sensual to be in contact, and I don't necessarily mean sexual, just a touch, a hug, kiss. Some people may see that as sexual, but just being in close proximity, honey, should make you feel alive when it comes to the person you love. And she said she felt like there was nothing there. And so for those of you who've watched season five up through episode seven, again, spoiler alert, we find out that JP states one of the reasons why he can't connect with Taylor is because, get this, y'all, he says he doesn't like that she's wearing makeup. Really, JP? Really? And one of the things that I love that came out on Kojo's podcast, or I should say YouTube, uh, shout out Kojo. I love the work that you all are doing over there at the Little Black Book 91. I hope one day I will be privileged to be on your show because I just love the way you facilitate and I think you're a hoot. So shout out to Kojo, the Little Black Book 91. He talks about, or one of his panelists talks about the fact that we know JP had a very traumatic upbringing. He spoke openly with Taylor. We're not sure if he spoke to any other young lady who he was courting, but he definitely shared with Taylor that his mother was abusive to his sisters. And if I understand correctly, he has two sisters. I don't know if they're younger, older, be that as it may. JP witnessed those two siblings being abused either verbally, physically, or both, certainly emotionally, by their mother. And he was the one to really comfort his sisters. And it was just really painful to watch him go back to that part of his life because you could see it was still triggering. So one of the panelists on Kojo's show said that maybe the reason why JP did not care for Taylor's makeup, that's what he told her. He's like, the reason why I'm not feeling you right now is because of the makeup. <laughs> we were like, what? I really thought it was insightful that a panelist on Kojo's, I'm going to call it YouTube show, stated that maybe JP witnessed his sisters disobeying his mother and perhaps they tended to experiment with makeup and 
I don't know, perhaps, you know, were teenagers, young women who were attracting men because the makeup they wore. And that's what perhaps caused JP's mom to be enraged. And maybe that's why makeup is triggering for JP. I thought that was extremely insightful because it's, it's possible that could very well be it. Be that as it may, Taylor clearly needs a partner who is going to engage with her. And the fact that JP was doing the Beyonce mute challenge out here, right? <laughs> Turn around, everyone's on mute. JP, I'm going to need you to open your mouth. As Jill Scott would say, I'm going to need you to open your mouth and sing, honey. We can't just sit here and look at each other. I can do that at home by myself, okay? I can put up a mirror <laughs> all around my house if I just wanted to stare at myself in silence. But if we're in a partnership, I'm going to need you to speak to me. So that was really, really odd that he was so shut down. It's like, well, what's really eating at you, JP? And so sadly, this couple decided to separate. And by decided, I would say Taylor made the decision. And so that is, in my opinion, a demonstration of female intuition. Taylor didn't need to spend another week with this man. She didn't need to get to the point of the program where they actually are at the decision day, deciding if they're going to go forward with the proposal through marriage or decide, hey, we've been engaged, but we're going to go our separate ways. She said, I'm not going to go through all that. I already know now that this ain't going to work. So I really applaud Taylor's female intuition. You know what they say about it. It's just this feeling in your gut that tells you something ain't right. And as I reflect back over my life, I mean, we can speak of it in the romantic sense or even just professional sense. I've had those moments where I just knew in my gut it was time to make a move, either move out of a relationship, move out of a company. And I will tell you, as I get older, I really rely on my feelings. Now, they often say, you say, well, who's they? I've heard it said, you can't always believe everything you feel. And I get that. However, when you're connected on a spiritual level with who you are, I truly believe that there are times more often than not, when spirit will speak to you. And you have to have that sense of discernment to know, okay, is this me just worrying for no reason? Or is this spirit, God, whomever, telling me, communicating with me that it's time for me to pay attention? And so I really applaud Taylor. Again, 26. I don't know if my intuition was that strong at 26, or if I was leaning into it as much at 26. But I'm extremely impressed with her decision. It was a courageous decision for her to say, I like this guy. I fell in love with him in the pods. But my intuition tells me this is not a match made in heaven. And she went her separate way. You know, I really applaud her, cannot blame her at all. And I wish her and JP all the best, but JP has got to address for me <laughs> and the rest of the fans what his real issue was. Could it just be the makeup? Perhaps, but it could very well be more. And so as we transition next into the juiciest part of this episode, female jealousy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. What song will I assign to this segment 
of the episode. For this segment, I'm going to talk to you about this couple, Aaliyah, 29, an ICU travel nurse, and Uche, a 34-year-old lawyer. And the song that I'm going to assign is, y'all know I was going to have to pick a Jay-Z song. And if you didn't know, you know now. (laughs) Heart of the City, Ain't No Love. Jay-Z is quoted, males shouldn't be jealous, that's a female trait. Jay-Z says, males shouldn't be jealous, that's a female trait. Well, I'm not so sure if just women are the jealous type. I'm sure there are men out there who are jealous too. But we're going to talk specifically about how Aaliyah's friend in the girls section, who's going through the process as well, demonstrates jealousy. We're going to talk about that. Before we do that, let's talk about how jealousy sometimes shows up in female relationships, right? And not just any, toxic female relationships, right? There's competitive jealousy. And that is one friend may become jealous of the other's achievements, possessions, or relationships. This competitiveness can lead to resentment and a constant need to outdo each other, which can be emotionally draining and damaging to the friendship. You know what that is, right? You call up a buddy and you're so excited. You just got a promotion at work and you want to share the good news. And this person says, oh, well, good for you, but I just closed on a new house. And it's like, well, wait a minute now. I didn't know we were competing. I was just calling to tell you my good news. Good on you too, right? But it's always that like trying to one-up you. You know those people. So that is a toxic relationship where there is competition that's not healthy. There's good competition, right? You tell your friend, hey, I'm starting a diet November 1st. And they say, I am starting a diet too. And throughout the month of November, you check in with each other. Girl, I've lost two pounds. Well, I've lost four. Let's keep going. But that's healthy competition because you are supporting each other towards a goal, not trying to one-up someone, not trying to Ah, knock someone down when they're celebrating an accomplishment. So that's competitive jealousy. Then there's jealousy over romantic partners. If one friend enters into a romantic relationship, the other may become jealous, feeling left out or envious of the new partner's time and attention. We're going to talk a little bit more about that as it relates to Aaliyah and Uche. And then jealousy over parents. We know this one is probably a little bit more commonplace, right? Jealousy related to physical parents. It can be a factor in toxic female-female relationships. One friend may feel envious over the other's looks and engage in negative comments or behaviors as a result. One friend may be more fit than the other, and the friend that's maybe less fit makes snide remarks like, you're so skinny, the wind could blow you away. And it's not from a place of, You look good. It could be more so malicious, like making the other person feel insecure about her size. So when we talk about jealousy in female-female relationships, I had to take a look at Aaliyah's friendship with Lydia, who's another contestant on 
Love is Blind Season 5. And the reason why I'd assert that there was definitely jealousy there is because at some point, Aaliyah started to feel uncomfortable in being Lydia's friend, right? There was the sense of, is she trying to outdo me? Or is she becoming jealous of the relationship I'm developing with Uche? I'm speaking from Aaliyah's perspective. So you may ask yourself, well, why was that occurring? Is it that Lydia was really into Uche and she was jealous that he was giving Aaliyah more attention? Well, that's the basic level. You ought to know, again, spoiler alert, (laughs) that Aaliyah finds out from Lydia and Uche, they both shared it with her, that they had dated prior to the show beginning. Bomb goes off, right? It's like, what? I have never, in all of the seasons of Love is Blind, witnessed or we've never been told that two contestants knew each other outside of the pods or prior to the show. So this was really quite sensational, right? And what I will tell you is you clearly could see how crushed Aaliyah was because she had genuinely formed a friendship with Lydia. And I use the word genuinely loosely because I'm not sure how genuine a friendship can be formed when one person, in my opinion, Lydia, certainly had ulterior motives. And so to further explain, we find out that Lydia indeed had a pretty involved relationship with Uche. This wasn't just a very casual relationship. This was indeed, from what I'm hearing now, closer to a two-year relationship, perhaps a bit on and off, but nonetheless, not a casual relationship. And Aaliyah, who is getting very close to Uche, I mean, as the audience members, we're rooting for them. At least I was. I'm thinking, oh my God, she is going to receive a proposal. How exciting. They seem to be a great match, in my opinion. <laughs> I think there's some people who may not have seen them as a great match, but I certainly was rooting for them. And so we were expecting that proposal to happen. And the last thing we're expecting is for anything or anyone to come between the pair. But oh boy, where are we in for a surprise when we find out that Lydia and Uche had a relationship prior to the show and Lydia is sharing some really personal things with Aaliyah. Things like, you know, what he drives, what his house looks like, his being Uche's. And it's just unnerving for Aaliyah. And what happens next is unfortunate. But Aaliyah decides that she's going to self-eliminate. She's like, I'm out of here. We find out through, and I believe this is episode seven, when Uche and Aaliyah have an opportunity to sit down. Now, remember I said earlier, the concept with Love is Blind is that when one person proposes, they leave the pods together. They're able to leave the pods go on this romantic getaway, see if there's truly something there, 
outside of the pods for them to build upon. Well, we were hoping that for Uche and Aaliyah. I was, I'll speak for myself. But it didn't happen because Aaliyah decides to leave the show. We then see that the producers have sorted it so that Uche and Aaliyah can sit down. And Uche says the following. He says, you told me that you left because you got into a fight with Lydia. But the real reason is you didn't have confidence in me. Oof. And he goes on to say, and you didn't have confidence in our relationship. So this is Uche to Aaliyah when they have an opportunity to meet. Not sure what the time frame is after she left the show. But nonetheless, we're watching it. And I was eager to see what was going to transpire between the two. Those words, to me, had a lot of weight to them. The real reason you left, he says, is you didn't have confidence in me and you didn't have confidence in our relationship. Ouch. I'm going to tell you something right now, ladies and gents. There is no reason. (laughs) There is no reason why Lydia should have come between Uche and Aaliyah. Nada. Okay? Lydia is a beautiful woman, like Aaliyah, both well-educated. This is not us trying to pit one woman against the other. This is me saying to you all that there is no reason whatsoever why Lydia should have been allowed to form a wedge between Uche and Aaliyah. And so it comes down to, in my humble opinion, Lydia was jealous. And what makes Lydia's behavior dangerous in what I observed is she comes across as if she is indeed sincerely wanting to form a friendship with Aaliyah. But I think somewhere along the lines, though she may be a friendly person who easily connects with other women, I think something definitely caused Perhaps if it was good intentions to become Aaliyah's friend, I don't believe there were good intentions, but if there were, something definitely changed where she either took advantage of that friendship and started to have Aaliyah doubt her connection with Uche, or perhaps Lydia started out with ill intent and continued forward, creating doubt in Aaliyah's mind. Either way, I hated to see it, and we will have to see as the season continues what happens, right? Do Uche and Aaliyah push through and decide to get back together? Don't know. But I will tell you, I have been (laughs) the recipient of jealousy from another female. Not once, not twice, at least three times that I can readily recall in my lifetime. And what's dangerous about people who call themselves your friend and then demonstrate toxic behaviors like trying to sabotage a relationship by either putting doubt in your mind or trying to put doubt in your mind, I say run. If you encounter those people, run. They don't mean you well. They mean you harm. And as my partner says, we don't want evil eye on our relationship. We don't want people looking down, trying to just energetically send bad vibes towards us. Like, we don't want that. We want people who are going to celebrate our relationship, celebrate our love, provide 
support for us and not try to do what Lydia, in my opinion, did intentionally or unintentionally, I think intentionally, drive a wedge between the two people who are in love or, you know, falling in love. And so that broke my heart to see it. And I just, from my personal experience, since we're talking about confessions here, my confessions, I will not stand for that ever again in my life. If I see that, if I suspect it, I am immediately shutting it down. Okay? Love don't live here anymore. That kind of friendship, nah, that, that don't live here anymore. Because it isn't a friendship, right? We're rivals now. <laughs> We're not friends. So again, Jay-Z says males shouldn't be jealous. That's a female trait. I don't know. Maybe there are men who are jealous. I'm sure they are. But for me, this trait that we often hear attributed to women, we got to be careful because female jealousy, any type of jealousy, but since we're speaking of female jealousy here, can be dangerous, can be very, very dangerous. So as we look to complete, I just want to thank you all for allowing me to come here for another episode, another confessions episode where I can speak to you all authentically and really just be able to dissect a program that to me is so exciting. You know, I remember growing up watching Love Connection and that was fun. But there's something about these shows that just take it several layers deeper. Because unlike Love Connection, you're not just hearing how a date went. You're actually hearing what people are thinking as they're getting to know the other person. You're seeing them in these romantic getaways. And then also, I want to call it like a trial engagement. You're seeing how they interact with each other. And as a you know, self-proclaimed social scientist, I'm fascinated by human behavior because a lot of the things that you see on this show are things that you can relate to, right? Some things you can't. <laughs> like, I don't relate to being a Lydia. But I can understand an Aaliyah, like how she allowed what she thought was a wonderful friendship to cloud her judgment such that she left the show by her own admission because of this fight that she got into with Lydia. I got to do that. Tiss, tiss, tiss. I thank you for joining today to listen. If you enjoyed what you heard or you have thoughts about your female intuition or how you've seen female intuition demonstrated, or female jealousy, or how you've seen female jealousy demonstrated, don't hesitate to interact with us via Spotify, where you can, in fact, share your thoughts after the episode. We appreciate your love. I mentioned earlier that love is in the air. I thank you all for all the love you amazing listeners give to us, and we're giving it right back. Take good care of yourself. Come on back for another episode, or if you haven't had a chance to listen to previous seasons, this is a good time. The weather's, you know, cooling off and people are going to be spending more time indoors, maybe working out or, you know, organizing their homes. Great time to catch up on the Tangent Talk podcast episodes. Be good to yourself, love yourself, and we'll see you back here for another great episode. This is Luna Ma signing off.